Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What up, everybody? Load Management Podcast, new episode. We're in isolation because Adam doesn't want to say quarantine. Because it's isolation, uh, it ain't quarantine. Well, I'm in my apartment. Adam's God knows where. Said he's looking for a playground. And Zion's at his place. Uh, brand new episode. We're going to talk some, obviously, some quarantine stuff. How the effect on sports, total sports shutdown. Some NFL stuff. And then we also have an interview with Patrick Mahomes to end this episode. Quick interview that we did a few weeks back. So, obviously, we don't talk about any of the coronavirus shutdown or anything. But, yeah, so look forward to that end of the episode. Uh, what's going on, guys? How are we all feeling? Great. Are we going to talk about the big NFL trade that reportedly what? has just uh, gone down while we're recording? Yeah, why not? Let's, yeah, let's man, jump it right into it, man. You can't even tell us. You tell the people how we're doing. You know? All right. Go ahead. Uh, are you ta- if you're talking right now, I assume that you're alive. So <laughs> let's, let's jump right into it. Just happened. So the NFL uh, did not delay the start of their league year. There were some people who thought they should have. You, Mike Florio, would said it's the biggest NFL mess up since they played games after JFK, which... Uh, all right. That, I mean, that's... But I have my take about why it is. We can get into that later. We don't have to. So, yeah, but do. so the NFL is happening. Uh, the Browns made a move. We'll talk about that later. Obviously, the big move of the day, DeAndre Hopkins traded to the Arizona Cardinals from the Houston Texans. Uh, for like a second round pick and David Johnson going back to the Texans. They're getting fucking killed on Twitter because of this, and I think they should be. Um, initial thoughts? I think Deshaun Watson should ask for a trade. That's my. That's the first thing I thought. Well, like get, get Deshaun, get, get Deshaun out of Houston. Like what? Why would he want to be? They just traded the best wide receiver in football. Like DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in football. Great on the Cardinals for making a move. And you know what? Hat tip to Peter King, who this morning wrote the teams think. DeAndre Hopkins could be got in a trade and if people were like, oh, probably not. And then it happens hours later. So, you know, shout out to him. This is, this is like one of the most shocking know. potential trades if it does actually go through. And it sounds like it will because, again, DeAndre Hopkins has like undoubtedly the best hands in football. And kudos to the Cardinals for making a bold move to go get him. And it doesn't seem like they gave up that, that much to get one of the premier playmakers in the NFL. And this is yet example number 9,732 of what the fuck is Bill O'Brien doing? Because how do you give up that tandem of of Deshaun and DeAndre, which is one of the most exciting and explosive tandems in the NFL for a running back and a second-round draft pick? Like, I, I what am I missing? Also, like, a running back who's over the hill, right? Like, David Johnson isn't the same David Johnson as four years ago. And that means the Texans now probably aren't going to get Melvin Gordon because they got David Johnson, right? This is like the ripple effect, the dominoes of all this. Yeah, the do- the domino effect of everything is kind of going on here. But should the Jets trade for Deshaun Watson? Like someone, you should call about Deshaun Watson. It's obviously like Bill O'Brien might have lost his mind. Like I would, if you need a quarterback, call the Texans right now. Zion, where where should Deshaun go? Deshaun, I mean. You can sign up to Chicago. I like the, Chicago will actually be perfect because, like, obviously the Cam Newton rumors have happened there, but like, you need a quarterback that's reliable with the arm and can run in Chicago. That's perfect for Deshaun too. Like, you get him, a little you, ba- a little Bears update. They're talking to Teddy Bridgewater about a deal that would make him the start over Mitch Trubisky. Oh, okay. So that, that's another guy. Uh, just alert to our audience because you know, obviously, we we like to make things evergreen and everything, but. There's going to be breaking news on the NFL coming out throughout this podcast, probably. So, you know, we're going to report on stuff, talk about it kind of as it happens. Um, so just a little heads up. But it looks like the Bears are looking at Teddy Bridgewater. So that's very interesting. That's good. I mean, Teddy, Teddy, is Teddy that much of an upgrade from Trubisky, though? Trubisky stinks. Uh, yeah, I, would, I think if you polled Bears fans, they would take just about anybody right now over Mitch Trubisky. That's true. That's true. But, like, Teddy, I, I, I think Teddy's good quarterback but is he like gonna be the one for you is he worth trading for 
I mean, Teddy, listen, Teddy had a good run before. You know, he was developing into a very respectable young quarterback before, obviously, the major knee injury. And yeah. what he showed you with the Saints this past season, if he's not the premier backup, he definitely showed that he's deserving of being a starter at a team that, you know, has a potential hole that maybe isn't a long-term fix. But, I, you know, personally, would, you, would I trust Teddy Bridgewater over Mitch Trubisky right now? I mean, kind of, I yeah. Mean, yeah, of course. That's not, yeah, yeah. That's not a, a debate. The bar is very low because Mitch was that bad. That's <laughs> a good point. Very, very low. But the thing is, the Bears traded a lot of draft capital for Khalil Mack. They're in, they're in still win now mode. They have to go for it. So I think Teddy Bridgewater would give you a better chance to win than Mitch Trubisky. Obviously, we started this off talking about DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I mean, my, the whole Twitter, everybody, players, Jalen Ramsey said, what? Like, everybody's freaking out about this. I just can't believe the best wide receiver in football was just traded and they didn't even get a first-round pick back. Like, that's insane. Yeah, it's, it's a nuts NFL trade that no one saw coming. And The, the idea Jets should have been in on that. The Jets should have been in on that, Adam. Well, I mean, listen, the Jets have a lot of holes to fill right now. So, I mean, going after a, a A1 receiver isn't exactly top priority trade for that person. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's again, it's like it's, it's, it's kudos to the Cardinals for having the balls to do this. And it's just a completely what-the-fuck-were-you-thinking situation for Bill O'Brien and the Texans because I'm I'm really struggling right now in real time to understand why they would do this. Yeah, totally shocking move. Uh, any last thoughts on this before we get back to our reg- regular schedule program? This kind of threw us off our rundown a little bit. Well, I'll put it this way. If this is the way NFL free agency is kicking off and the league year is kicking off, then it should be really, 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 really entertaining. And it's exactly what we need because we're all bored out of our fucking minds. Um, so I'm here for more shocking, ridiculous, and over-the-top NFL trades coming down the pipeline. And the thing is, we haven't even got any Brady news. I mean, it kind of seems like maybe he's going back to New England at this point because there's no Tennessee's out, that kind of thing. But – the biggest domino is yet to fall. So maybe like even more of this crazy shit kind of happens. Maybe the maybe Zion's lowly giants do something. I don't know. They're looking pretty good. Again, the Davion Clowney. So are you or put that on wax. Say that on wax. Uh, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> the Giants are gonna overpay for <laughs> for another defensive lineman who's not gonna produce the way that fans think Wait, he's going what? to. What? what? Yes. The, Leonard Williams got like tagged. That. Leonard Leonard Williams got oh, tagged. Oh, Leonard, yeah, no, no, Leonard Williams, that was that was a terrible move. That was an embarrassing <laughs> move. But we Olivier can make but the, a terrible move. No, no, no. Olivier was good. He was a pro bowl and oh, and, and oh he, calm he down. Hold on, hold on, guys. Twice. Real quick, real quick. So Bart Scott said on his radio show that he thinks Odell Beckham Jr. will be getting traded. Oh, he's out of there. Free Odell. What is happening right now? We told you this, bro. So obviously, uh, we're all recording at home right now because the whole, I mean, each city we live in is effectively locked down right now because of the coronavirus. Obviously, a very, uh, you know, important thing, social distancing, all that kind of stuff. Everybody, please, 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 you know, uh, don't go don't go outside unless you really need to. Um, we see the get, dummies out there with the college yeah. campuses and spring break. Y'all gotta stop being so stupid, man. Just, stop being so stupid. Just stay away from each other. At some point yesterday, I was like, yo, natural selection's a real thing. So I don't know. Maybe it just needs to <laughs> fucking Exactly. This is why you need to let the people who who snort cocaine and, and, and rinse with bleach do that to prevent getting coronavirus. Let them do that, weed out the idiots, and then hopefully we can have a more cohesive, intelligent, and understanding society. <laughs> so let's get back on track. Obviously, there's no sports right now. NFL free agency, thank you. Thank you, NFL. Thank you, Roger Goodell, is the only thing we have right now. Other than that, NBA gone until June at the earliest. MLB, I just saw a tweet that said maybe July for MLB. NHL Ooh. gone. Uh, every Soccer, Premier League, everything. Everything everybody's into. March Madness obviously got canceled. How are you guys coping to know sports? Like, have you started reading books? Have you uh, – I, I started meditating uh, last night. They read the books. I, I started meditating last night. Uh, I, I I don't know. It's very – watch, I've watched game seven of the 2016 finals like six times since Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just put it on and just watch it. I, I don't know what else to do. We need to give people something that they can do to fill the void. Uh you know, with no sports. So I think meditation's great. Sign, what have you been doing? You've probably only been playing 2K, I'm imagining. I mean, I've been posting a lot on Complex Sports, you know, a little plug there, you know, go and follow. Great content coming out, even in this dry era. Um, but yeah, I've been playing 2K. I've been busting people up in 2K a little bit. A little bit. Hi, what's your record show. since the quarantine? Zero and 30? 
Nah, bro. My record is I, I've won like five. I'm like five and zero. Oh. Adam, have, Adam, have you ever played a video game before? I think the last time I played a video game was about a decade ago. That's not surprising. We should do a load management 2K tournament. If you did a GoldenEye tournament, I would smoke both of you, but that's a different Golden, era. GoldenEye? Where are we getting N64s at this time? I can barely yeah, get toilet paper. GoldenEye is a GOAT video game. Okay, but we can barely get toilet paper right now. Where are you, you going to drop N64s off to us? No, I don't have one. That's a problem. I gave mine away a long time ago. Should have kept okay. it. So then why are you suggesting GoldenEye? Because that's the only game that I would be good at right now. See, Zion, I've seen you play video games. You're pretty trash. You're lying. You've never seen me play one game. Listen, I've seen you knows, play at the office. Listen, you. everyone knows in the office I'm the best 2K player in the office. It's on. It's documented. You want to go check out Life at Complex and just search 2K? I'm there beating everyone in the office because I'm the I'm a legend, bro. I am a 2K legend. I don't I don't know how any way else to put it. I am a 2K legend. Adam, do you believe him? Cap. I'm I'm mm. calling big cap on that. Right. I'm calling big cap. I'm so, gonna start streaming. I'm gonna start streaming like Don uh like Trey Young and all them boys, John Morant. Hey, hey pal. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. That does bring me into another question. <laughs> Since we're all on quarantine, all NBA players on quarantine, they seem very boring. Bored. Who is going to win social media during this whole quarantine crisis? It's probably LeBron because, like, LeBron is out here drunk tweeting. Y'all see the tweets <laughs> last night? He was definitely drunk. He was Who's going to drink more during the quarantine, LeBron or Adam? Oh, by far me. LeBron, bro. LeBron be drinking wine like it's water. Do you, yeah, know how much, I, do you know how much alcohol I had while with my five-hour bolognese sauce yesterday? How much? <laughs> <laughs> too much. LeBron, the thing about LeBron, much. LeBron has an uh, unfair advantage. He's got his kids. Like, Zuri's like the cutest little kid ever. Like, they just put her in a TikTok video. Five million views right there. Like, LeBron's <laughs> cheating. LeBron's cheating during the quarantine, hey, okay? To be honest, the, the social media MVP is going to be between LeBron and Giannis because Giannis been, Giannis been on his game too. Yeah, Giannis has been very good. I mean, the content we've seen from Giannis has been original and unexpected. So the social MVP is the same race as the actual MVP that's set to pick up later in pretty June. Much, pretty much. And you got, got the little sprinkles of like John Moran in there, you know. Well, John Morant gave up on video games. Did you see his tweet? He said, I'm going to become a gamer. And then like three hours later, he's like, okay, I need to hoop. Like, oh, he, was, he was obviously trash. John Morant obviously sucked at 2K, so he gave up. Uh, how are you guys, like, what do you miss most? Like, I think, I think I just miss being able to have that crutch of sports on at night. Ha- having to fill your void. Maybe this is, shows that we have deeper problems and we're so dependent on sports, but... I miss being able to just like throw something on, watch it. It's original. It's new. You know, like what are you guys really missing most about this time? I mean, uh, NBA, man, obviously like the games, like, bro, I would die right now to watch a Timberwolves Suns game. I would need that bad right now. I would watch it every, if we got a Timberwolves Suns game right now, I'd watch every single second of it. This time has made us appreciate like everyone's who say, oh, NBA ratings are down. Now, you know, now, you know, this time of year, the NBA is what runs the world. Well, that's inaccurate because this is inaccurate. March. Yeah, you're just like saying words right now. You're, you're just lying to the people. You're lying to America. I mean, right now, what you'd be missing is March Madness. It, like last yeah. week was, is in my opinion, the best gambling week of the entire year for sports, at least, you know, American sports, because you have such incredible inventory of all the college basketball games. Everyone be going ape shit over their bracket this morning, you know, today in the office. and coming I would have had, had a pristine bracket, by the way. I'm just yeah, telling so you. So it's like, I mean, this time of year, you're missing, you know, the greatest, in my opinion, greatest sporting event there is in the uncertainty and the awesomeness that would be Thursday, Friday, then Saturday and Sunday. So, I mean, to me right now, I'm missing the the excitement, the buildup um, and the sweating of the games uh, as this incredible entertainment that you can't get anywhere else. I mean, sports is like the ultimate reality. You literally have no idea how the ball is going to bounce, what nonsense is going to is going to you know present itself, and how one little decision here and there can have all these ripple effects. So it's it's oh. like the way the way entertainment, movies, TV shows, whatever. We know Curve's been awesome. It's been fun to watch that, but like you know, 
basketball it's only on once a week. It's only on once a week. It's only on once a week. It's yeah. different, you know. And you can predict what the hell Larry David's going to do, what stupid nonsense is going to get into, and what the jokes. But like, you can't predict how the first, you know, the first couple of games of the NCAA tournament would ever come about. And again, all the all the peaks and valleys in the game, and and just the unexpected outcomes, the gambling, everything. You go down the line. So I mean, it's like right now. It was a really shitty weekend. I mean, I watched ESPNU because they had a string of UConn games in the in their their run from Kemba Walker's year in 2011. Like that was fun to relive, and I kind of got well, wrapped up in it because I forgot some of the action. Like I was I was actually kind of getting absorbed in it, like you know, yelling at the TV, like pass there, a great pass here, blah blah blah. Like even though I watched that game, you know, eight or nine years ago. Do you, anything else to add to this monologue? Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I, I watched I watched the six OT Syracuse UConn game. And I texted you about it. You said you still couldn't watch the last OT. Yeah, because like, cause it was a great game, and it was close in every single period in, in the regulation. And the final period, Syracuse won by like 10 points. It just kind of got silly. So that's like – that's a very uh, – it's like a classic game like that. It sucks to lose and that – like it's one thing if UConn lost in a one-possession game, but to lose by 10 points because like half the goddamn team had failed out in the final period, like that was an excruciating way to kind of lose. So that's why I can't watch that final period. Yeah, I was I, – I, I was happy. I – I kind of want to, and I wrote this on on the post we did about things to do with no sports right now. I kind of want to just like watch an old NFL game that I have no clue what happened and gamble on it. Like I want to bet on it. Like why well, not? We've seen the simulations of the video games of people gambling on that. Yeah, I would never. Imagine people gambling on Zion's trash 2K skills. And just, <laughs> and just we'll losing. Start Odds for, for for Zion going going up against computer. Nah, Yo, it's gonna make money. Zion computer, said computer minus five. Zion, you said you'd watch a Timberwolves Suns game right now. What's the worst? What's like the most obscure sport that you would just watch right now and like thankfully watch it? I think I'd watch like darts right now. Darts or bowling? I, I would watch handball, European handball. Give me that right now. Look, true story. Zion texted me before the NASCAR races got canceled and said, is there a NASCAR race this weekend? I want to watch it. Jesus Christ, pal. Zion was going to watch NASCAR this weekend. Mm-hmm. I was going to watch every lap. Every lap. You know what sucks? UFC didn't cancel, and it was the only thing to gamble on, so I bet on the UFC. I lost. Now I can't even make it up. Like I can't even get out of this hole I'm in because there's nothing to fucking bet on. <laughs> it really puts things into perspective, I think. Another thing is, Scott Van Pelt talked about this. If Rudy Gobert didn't test positive for coronavirus, this shit wouldn't have stopped immediately. March Madness might have still happened. So I think Rudy's getting a lot of shit, and we can talk about that. Rudy's, like, obviously acted very immature and did not take this seriously. But I think he probably brought a lot of awareness very quickly to this situation that a lot of people needed, right? I think you're right, and you know the NBA sets the tone for a lot of these other leagues that we've seen time and time again. The one thing I'll say, the one thing I'll counter you about, you know, would March Madness still be going on? Remember, there was an official in the CAA um, doing doing their tournament that did test positive for the coronavirus, and who knows if some other official, some other place, or some other NCAA player would have done that to kind of shut stuff down. So, I mean, we may have gotten to that point. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Rudy is patient zero for sports and the guy who, you know, started the domino effect. It's good to hear that he's seemingly doing fine. So is Donovan, you know, doing fine. But, um, yeah, it was a massive wake up call. And without those two guys, I mean, I, you know, I think back to that, how surreal that night was, um, and all the shit that was going down, all the uncertainty. It's, it's, it's kind of nuts how far we've come to the screeching halt of, of sports and all that, again, just, I struggled to describe it other than just being surreal and following in real time. It was an insane, like, 35 minutes that you'll never forget kind of where you were. Games were being played. Thunder game gets stopped. Rudy Gobert test positive. NBA suspended. We found out American legend actor Tom Hanks, like, tested positive. Like, so much happened in just, like, a 40-minute span. And it's just – it was a lot to comprehend, a lot to deal with. And I think we're just now getting into the the part of this where – we're kind of like like dealing with it and figuring out how life is going to go on. Obviously, the CDC has said no groups of 50 or more people getting together for the next two months, which means the NBA is not coming back until June. Baseball, who knows when. But I think there's a unique advantage here for both leagues. Well, let's start with baseball first. I've always said I want the baseball season to be shorter. I know, Adam, because you're a fucking baseball purist, will disagree with me on this. But I can get into an 81-game baseball season. Mm-mm. 
No, I, I no. think that'd be fun. Why you're, not? Losing, you're losing the beauty of baseball. No. Oh my God. The, the beauty of baseball is that's an everyday sport. You follow for six, seven, eight months. It's there for you every single day. The, it's like day. you get bonded with the team and you follow their ins and outs. And they, they literally become a part of your daily life. And that's the be- that's one of the beautiful, beautiful things. And one of my most favorite things about baseball is that you just get wrapped up in something again for so long this this again over half the year so uh, you know for people that don't love the game um and you had a more condensed thing and maybe made it more intense i guess that'd be appealing but like for purists and a traditionalist like me for that like i love following the season the ins and outs every mm-hmm. single day up from basically spring training through the end of october so i would i would hate that don't but don't you think it's going to make it so much more exciting like 81 games it's going to be yes i mean that means every game is going to be more impactful and have a lot more meaning but then again in the grand scheme of things all 162 of a regular regular season also have the same amount of meaning so it's, it depends on how you want to parse it, it yes yeah. you can't you can't fuck around as much in an 81 game season as you can in a 162 game season but the saying. idea yeah but i mean obviously baseball is never going to cut it down in the grand scheme of things like you know in 2021 2022 to 81 games I mean, the novelty of it may attract a few people here and there, but I like I was so pumped for the season to come back basically next week and then to be, again, engrossed in the Yankees baseball from now until October. And it's going to suck not having baseball till it sounds like, you know, June or July. Like, that's 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 terrible. Hey, look at the, look at the bright, the bright side of things, though, Adam. We get healthy. The boys get healthy. That, that's good. That's that's excellent point, Zion. Excellent point because the Yankees are already ravaged by injury. Oh my gosh! Well, and 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 that's what we're about to talk about because Zion wants to make some grand point about uh, the Nets and the NBA once we get onto the NBA schedule changing. But I think under on un, like unreal circumstances we're about to have like a shorter baseball season. I think you might see more interest from casual fans. Actually, I guarantee you'll see more interest for ca- from casual fans. Because each game will mean way more, and it's going to be a legit sprint. Like it's going to be a legit sprint. And my thing is, like, when are they going to have the trade deadline? Well, like that's a big thing for baseball. Like, like Lindor, I, I follow the Cleveland Indians. Obviously, there's a good chance he was going to get traded in July at the trade deadline, unless the Indians were like in first place in the division. Does that happen now? Like, there's so many ripple effects from all of this stuff that it's like just kind of insane to think about. And and like when you think about the NBA. There's no way they're going to be back before June now. Do they still have a regular season? Do they go right to the playoffs? Do they? Spencer Dimwitty uh, said or proposed a tournament of 28 teams, and then that whittles it down to the playoffs. Like, there's so much going on here, and I know Zion want, has a conspiracy theory that he wants to get to. So, Zion, actually, let us hear your conspiracy theory. If the NBA does come back in June this or is, July, what, what do you think is going to happen? This is no conspiracy, y'all. Y'all should be afraid. The reason why you should be afraid, especially for a team like the Toronto Raptors, who are likely to play the Brooklyn Nets in the first round, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving will be healthy by the time the NBA season is back in swing. So now you look and instead of playing Joe Harris and Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert, you got to play all of them boys as role players against Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Toronto Raptors, this is not great for y'all. Y'all will not repeat. Y'all will lose in the first round in six games. Nobody cares, Zion. Your conspiracy theory is ludicrous. I don't think Kevin Durant's coming back. And the one thing about the NBA schedule um, being potentially elongated into the summer, um, July, August, whatever, if you know, I, I'm curious how that would affect baseball viewership. Number one, because baseball tends to have the summer to itself. Like, would a lot of fans just completely not give a shit about baseball, or is that already the case? Number the other thing I'm curious about too, if the NBA does really elongate the schedule into August, what's going to happen with the Olympics? I think the Olympics are cooked. Yeah, the and, Olympics are cooked. They're done. And, I, no and he, you know what Mark Stein said on Twitter? He said that NBA teams are secretly going to be happy that their guys can't play if the oh, season 100%. gets. Yeah, they don't want them to go there. I mean, it's wear and t- unnecessary wear and tear. But if the Olympics do go on and Japan hasn't had the issue that, you know, South Korea, us, China, Italy, and, you know, some European countries are having right now, if it's still going on and the tournament is seemingly, you know, good to go, you know, 
what NBA players would miss it? Would any miss it? I guess they can't because they're getting paid by the team. So it's like they Nobody have to would go. I, like, I, I mean, think- yeah, like would, would the basketball tournament for the Olympics get completely blown up if the NBA season is still going on when and if the Olympics do go on? Do you think there's no way that LeBron would would he, he's not even committed to the Olympics? I don't think, but there's he's no way. LeBron, play, yeah, there's no way that he would say, "Oh, let me go play in the Olympics and not go win an NBA championship." You know, like there, I don't <laughs> think there. I don't think any guys would would do that. My thing is Zion. Come on, bro. KD's not. Yeah, say yeah. they start. Say they start in July. Say they start in July. That's a little over a year since tearing his rupturing his Achilles. There's no way, bro. Bro, there's no way. You don't why get risk it? it? What, what do you mean? Why risk it? If he doesn't play, he's not going to play till next December or next January because we don't know when the NBA season is going to come back. But you want him to tear his Achilles again? You really think that? That's the thing. KD has this process has been over cautious already. It wasn't like he had to come back. He could have if he really if he was like on schedule, he would have came back this season already. But we're just saying let's hold it off to next season. But now you're basically going to have a full off season. Basically a full off season until they play basketball again. Why wouldn't he join the team? Would let me ask this. Say Kyrie doesn't come back cuz I don't think Kyrie would cuz he just had surgery. Would adding Kevin Durant to the Nets, would they beat the Raptors? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Kyrie, I think by the time the playoffs would start, Kyrie would be back. Uh, Answer the question. That's number one. You're, you're not answering the question. But number two, Zion, you're completely, you're completely disregarding continuity and teams being together the way the Raptors but have. that's the thing. Inserting Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving into a, into a situation with a interim coach to go up against a team that is supremely coached by Nick Nurse and has, been, has this continuity intact for two seasons now. That's a really tough ask to have the Nets beat the Raptors. Uh, I'm going to hit you with what you hit Chops with. We don't care. Because <laughs> Kevin Durant Kevin Durant is a top top 10 player arguably of all time. We're not this is not just like a scrub. Like I don't care he's coming off a Achilles injury. Yes, if you've seen the videos, he's look he looks pretty good. But you're inserting two <laughs> elite you're inserting two you're inserting two elite players into the system, and obviously they don't have the continuity. But the thing about it, they have the playoff experience. And number two, in the playoffs, you need superstars to win series. You need Jesus Christ! They they, they got bounced in the first round last year. What playoff experience Ooh. do they have? Yeah, who? who? The, Nets. the Nets. The Nets got bounced in the first round. Did, did Kevin Durant not win an NBA title? Did Kyrie Irving not win an NBA title? Completely ignoring the continuity and the overall makeup of the but, team. But which that's is the thing. But that continuity thing cannot take you that far if you don't have a superstar. The reason why the Raptors were so great last year is because they went on the back of Kawhi Leonard. And Kawhi Leonard carried them there because very if they didn't have a Kawhi, they were losing probably in the second round. There was no way they were going to just you. Maybe we, got, we, we have hot takes all over the place right here. Hold up, Zion. Hold up, everybody. Hold up. So you think? Let's just put it all out there. You think Kevin Durant? It, do you think he's going to come back? If if the like no speculation. Do you know? Do you think he's going to come back if they push the playoffs back? Do you think I, Kevin Durant would play? I think there is a strong possibility Kevin Durant will be playing for the Brooklyn Nets. This summer, if the playoffs get extended. Yes, because the playoffs will be thinking about it. The playoffs, we have what? How many how many how much games left? Like 20, 25? That's like a month, but a month th- and a half? They could jump right to the playoffs, so they don't have to finish the regular season. <laughs> if they jump to the playoffs, then that decreases the chances because then you're likely starting the season on time next year. But – if you don't, if you continue the season for where it is now, why the heck is he going to wait till 2021 to play when the season's going to be pushed back to like January, February? Like he's not so going to wait that long. Uh, so, so you think he's going to come back and then you think a rusty Kevin Durant who hasn't played NBA basketball, I don't care about pickup games, is going to lead the Nets to a Listen. series win on the road against yeah. the Raptors. Listen, it's like, yes, Kev- Kevin Durant and Kyrie – will lead the Nets to a six uh, – they'll win in six. In, in win Brooklyn. in six. Win in six. They'll win, they'll win in six in Brooklyn, and the Nets will be advancing, and they'll oh be going God. to at least the Eastern Conference Finals with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Have you, started taking, have you started taking drugs on the quarantine? Man, y'all going to see. <laughs> y'all, y'all in better, the words, y'all in the words of the immortal Angel Diaz, Zion – 
is you smoking dust. In in the words of Dr. Umar Umar Johnson, the NBA is a suspect. They they know what's going on. They know what's I, about to happen. You really just dropped an Umar Johnson reference on the podcast. All right. right. Uh, okay. Right, moving on. Yeah, moving on. So Zion, you got that hot take out of you. Obviously, having NBA during the summer would be so weird. Like, imagine the NBA Finals in August. That'd be so weird to watch. But I like losing a, a year of LeBron's prime or what he has left to this with like without him getting to finish the season would just be so tragic. I think. Like, I I would really hate to see that. You know, like I I don't think we I don't think anybody needs that. Like, we all want to see LeBron finish this. Financially out. speaking, the league has gotten destroyed this year because of China and obviously now the stoppage. So I I kind of feel I find it hard to believe that the NBA is not going to find some way, shape, and form to get the season back going in June when everything is ideally cleared and you know everyone's given the green light to start playing again with or without fans like NBA has a shit ton of revenue to make up so uh, in some way shape or form i'm pretty sure the playoffs are going to be going down probably in the summertime did you see Woj's tweet last night he said that there's they're, they're looking at playing playoff games at practice facilities with no fans like yeah, how I'm, weird would that be we're going to look back at we're going to look back at this in 10 years 20 years like this is this is a forever thing like we're living through one of the biggest global moments of all time. Like we're going to look back at the NBA playoffs and they're going to be playing practice facilities with no fans. That's insane. I'm not disagreeing with it, but just the fact that, th- that this is where we are, practice facility playoff games, like the NBA finals being played in a, the Lakers practice facility in August, and then they win it and they pop champagne in a practice facility. What is That's mind-blowing to me. <laughs> but that's the thing too. It reminds me of like the um the old summer league games in the Orlando Magic basketball uh Orlando Magic. When LeBron uh, and yeah. them used to play, yeah. Yeah, like no fans. But this is the thing too. Speaking of summer league, how what are what's going on with the draft? Because like the rookies now, are they just gonna everything's be fucked up? When's for, when when's free agency gonna be in October? Yeah, that's the thing. But I think if free agency is easier to push back, but like what do you do now? Cause the summer league is usually in Vegas. And so it's a so what you have what you have to do. I think Bobby Markerson tweeted this. If if you do have the NBA go until August with the finals, you push everything back and you start the next season in December. But my question to you guys is: the Atlanta Hawks owner proposed that before all of this. He's like, "Yo, let's push the season back two months and get out of the NFL world. Start on Christmas and, and just do this." Do you think that that would be a better version of the NBA? People have said that for years. Start on Christmas, you know, like like get your shine and then go from there. What do you think? It's not an original. It's not a completely original idea because it's been floating around for years. And it does make sense because the summertime is a void for the most part in the sports scene. Obviously, people don't get wrapped up in baseball the way they used to. And, you know, NFL, uh, you know, training camps and the preseason games are kind of like whatever people get psyched for them, but they don't capture like incredible amount of attention. So, yeah, the NBA a million percent could. They've dominated, you know, early July with free agency, especially like last summer. But they have the ability if they push back the season to have the playoffs go down in July and August capture the sports scene and have people talking and and being all about basketball in ways that you know it, it, I'll put it this way it makes a shit ton of sense and we'll see if the NBA with how screwed up the schedule now is going to be going forward can really revamp stuff it kind of makes like if you're ever going to do it and just completely revamp the schedule like now is the perfect time to do it and it kind of would be fun to see them switch it up and again have games in July in August when not a hell of a lot of stuff is going down so I mean who's going to be opposed to that it gives them an opportunity to do it. Like some, like, like I think they were always scared to do this and people were scared of the mid season tournaments, whatever, because people hate change when it's like that, like that level of change to like something like the NBA. Like we're so used to NBA last week of October watching everything, but this gives them an excuse to do it. And everybody loved when the lockout year, when it came, when it started around Christmas, you know, like everybody loved that. But then it went right yeah, back it to it. Start on Christmas that year. That was the first. That was the first set of games. Yeah. So it's like I think I think this gives them an opportunity to kind of look at maybe you know what we should get out of the NFL's way a little bit because the NFL CBA passed by sixty votes. Like the NFL is not going away. The NFL is they have labor peace for another ten years. And I think not to get too off track, but I think if that would have failed, you know, I interviewed Kenny Stills last week. He was very adamant that the players were going to strike and there was probably not going to be a 2021 NFL season as scheduled. So just like all all the – there's so much happening in sports right now. But, yeah, so the NBA, 
I think starting December would be cool. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Zion's well, if any, like, yeah, but if any league's going to make that jump, if any league's going to have the balls to do that, the NBA would be the only league to actually do that. Because they, again, they've yes, been yes. aggressive and they've been willing to experiment. You know, we had obviously had to talk about the in-season tournament coming up in a few years. All these other changes. So, I yeah, I mean, Adam Silver's taking some chances already for, as commissioner for what, like you know, six seven years, as long as it's been. Um, I it'd be tough to find fans and I think players too that wouldn't be, you know, that would actually be opposed to that. Like try a new window, try dominating a different time frame of the, of the year. You can work out the calendar and there seems to be little opposition from casual fans when you float the idea about it. Yeah, 100%. Uh, before we wrap up with the coronavirus stuff, I did just want to, obviously there's not a lot of sports on. Um, we had published a football movie ranking not too long ago, a few months ago. They repushed it yesterday. Uh, I want all of us to give one to two sports movies out there, recommendations out there, documentaries, movies, whatever, you know, people, so people can watch not a lot going on right now, you know, so people can pass the time. Adam, what do you got? What's your favorite? Do you like movies? You don't like movies. So is there any movie guy the way. I used to be, but you got, you especially are a much bigger movie guy than I am. Yeah. My favorite sports movie of all time, it'd probably be like major league. And then if you're going to, if one. you're going to make a football movie, it'd probably have to be any given Sunday. Real um, one. It's on Netflix. Was, Any given Sunday is on Netflix right now, everybody. I will say the one documentary I've seen the past couple of years, sports documentary, and obviously we're waiting for the Jordan one to come out, and hopefully ESPN does the right thing and releases it early. Um, but the one sports documentary that I saw that probably was the best I've seen in the last couple of years was the Ron Artest documentary that came out in 2019. So if you guys haven't seen that, Showtime put it out. Highly recommend you go see the real Ron Artest story because it was raw and gave us so many details and insights into the psyche of Ron that, in you know, Meta World Peace that we hadn't seen or heard before. Um, highly recommend that documentary. Yeah. Zion, what you got? Uh, Space Jam, I'm guessing? You're kind of young. <laughs> oh, I mean, in terms of Looney docu- Tunes. Yeah, Space Jam is a classic. It's also on Netflix. And they also predict the coronavirus. They but, do. Um, individual. <laughs> but if you want to watch, you know, a movie to get you in your feelings, you know, and, you know, Get your sports blood flowing. Got to watch Remember the Titans, you feel me? I thought you were going to say Brian's song. I was like, where's he going with this? Chill out. (laughs) And if you want to watch a basketball movie, watch Coach Carter. Those are my two two of my favorites. Uh, I really want to see the Ben Affleck, like alcoholic uh, basketball coach movie because it looks hilariously bad, but uh, it's it's in theaters and all movie theaters are closed. So I can't go see the new... Train wreck Ben Affleck movie uh, where he's a basketball coach who's like an alcoholic and like crying a lot. I don't know what's going on. I think it might be like based on his life somehow. Uh, I, I wanted to see that. Um, it looked terrible. Sports movie. I agree with you, Adam. Major League's awesome. Any given Sunday is awesome. But my pick, Varsity Blues. I think uh, not only a great sports movie, but you know you're gonna get some uh, some teenage hijinks in there, as we can say. The teacher is a stripper at one point. That's always fun. So I think uh, Zion, are you old enough to watch Varsity Blues? Okay, have you seen Varsity Blues? Here we go, bro. I'm just saying, like, do you have like a like? I imagine Zion at your at your parents' house. Like, you have to enter a code to watch anything that's like PG-13 on the TV. Oh, that's what we're doing now. All right, all right. I'll, I'll pocket that one. I'll pocket that one and save yeah. it for later. You know, Adam, don't you agree with me? Don't, no, 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 don't, don't throw that one away. One thing I will say about Varsity Blues is that I'm so old that I had to have my friend's mother buy us movie tickets to go watch that movie in the theater. Jesus Christ. How old are you? God damn it. All right. So, yeah, those are some suggestions from us. Tweet us your own suggestions. Obviously, uh, we're going to need to fill the time. We uh, at Load Management – Obviously, we have the Patrick Mahomes interview on this episode, but we have more interviews coming. Actually, a lot of athletes right now that I've seen, they want to talk. They have nothing else to do but talk. So we're planning to have a lot of guests call in and uh, kind of talk to us about their experiences. Tim Anderson's a guy we have on the show coming up in future episodes. So uh, excited about that. Before we get to the Mahomes interview, trivia for this week. Alejandro and Jasmine sent me the trivia. Play along with us when you're listening. First one. This NFL team is the only one that operates from its original city. What does it mean by original? I think they that means they haven't moved, I think. I'll say Green Bay Packers. I was about to say it's the Green Bay Packers. I think that is the Green I think it is the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I, I just realized we, I'm not googling anything, but I just realized Jasmine didn't send me the answers, so I don't know if it's going to be right or not. <laughs> Statements off to a rip-roaring start. Yeah, Zion, right, take so, a guess. 
uh, operates from its original city. That's original very, city. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It actually really does. I think you're overthinking this, pal. Um, I'll pick. I'll pick the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Type the answer. She, she's typing. She's typing the answer to number one. It is the Green Bay Packers. So no, me and Adam will definitely Google. Y'all definitely I didn't Google, Google we anything. Can't even, we, can't, we can't even trust this this system nowadays because you know you y'all Google theory for everything in life. Yeah, y'all, he does. Y'all don't know nothing. All right, it's getting exhausting hearing all of them. So me and Adam one and zero Zion zero and one. Don't know how you didn't. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. What name <laughs> were the Redskins originally known for? The Redskins had an original name. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know this so, one. So they went know. from probably a non-racist name to a racist name. They went That's from what the PC name to a non-PC name. Yeah. Uh, I have. That's a tough one. Alejandro. I, I thought we were getting some March Madness questions. I think he switched to NFL because there's no March. There's no March Madness. Exactly. You don't fill the void, but you know, all right. I'm over two. I don't know this answer. I have no idea what this is. Adam, do you have an idea? <laughs> I mean, I. Literally have no idea. It's probably like something stupid like the Washington Generals or some shit like that. I was about to say the Washington Generals. Is that a thing? I mean, you're talking about about the Globetrotters? The Washington Generals are a basketball team, I think. The Globetrotters are talking about. Yeah, the Washington Generals are the (laughs) basketball team. The Globetrotters kicked the shit out of. The Washington Senators were a baseball team that became the Texas Rangers. So I don't know. Maybe they were the the Senators. I'm going to say the Flint Flint Tropics. That's my guess. All right, let's go. What do we got, Jasmine? She, She was just typing. She stopped typing. The Braves. They were known as the Boston Braves for a year what, in 1932. Wait, Boston Braves? Wasn't that a basketball t- uh, Isn't that the Clippers old team? It was also a baseball team. Oh, well, here's another one. They actually went from a racist name to another racist name, so they kept it consistent. Well, they went through a hell, a hell of a lot more racist name than the Braves. They upped their, the, the Redskins upped their racism uh, in 1932. <laughs> so congrats to them on that. Um, last one. So I think me and Adam 1-1, one and one, Zion 0-2. Let's see if Zion can get on the board. These are some. What is the only NFL team to have never lost a playoff game at home? It's not the Patriots because they lost this year at home. Yeah, I was going to say the Patriots. It's going to be someone stupid that has like hosted one playoff game in their team's history. So think of like some shitty team that barely makes the playoffs in one year, was like a two seed, and won that one game, then lost the next weekend. Uh, I think I have an idea. I might say the Dolphins. No, when's the, the Dolphins? Didn't the Dolphins lose in the playoffs? No, that was the Jaguars lost to the Bills. You know what? I'm going to say the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, they definitely lost at home. It's definitely wrong. All right, I'm going to I'm going with the Steelers. I don't fucking care. This is a tough one. I don't know. Um, I will say um now nah, Dolphins went to the playoffs too much. Um It has to be a team that has like one, like Adam saying, like two appearances. All right, I'm gonna say this is again. This is like this. This seems the most counterintuitive answer of all time, or like this would make zero fucking sense. But again, thinking that maybe they've hosted one or two playoff games in their history, I'm gonna say the Arizona Cardinals. Didn't they lose? I was gonna think them, but didn't Rogers beat them in in that crazy shootout? I'm drawing a blank in that game. I'm just thinking to the year they went to the Super Bowl where they were like the one seed. Or whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna I say think- I'm gonna say the Dolphins. All right, so I said Steelers, Adam said Cardinals, Zion said the Dolphins. What do we got, Jasmine? She's typing. No fucking way. No. All right, we know who's Googling. We know who's Googling. The Arizona Cardinals. Just call me the Schwab. We know who's Googling. Now we can't do this no more from home because we know Adam cheats. Because he doesn't – there's no way he just knows that off head. Start referring to me as Howie Schwab from now on. I'm, like, legit, like, upset. God damn He's it. He's cheating, bro. Like, it's clear. Like, he took his time. He was the last to answer so he could Google. Oh, it's called intuitive thinking, pal. Nah, intuitive yeah. my ass, bro. You well, congrats, congrats to Adam on winning this week at Load Management Trivia. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. Definitely play along with us. Definitely tweet us suggestions from what you guys want to hear about us going forward. Obviously, we're not going to have sports for a long time. This is a sports podcast. So, you know, we're going to bring you plenty of guest episodes, guest interviews. So Zion keeps making friends on Instagram uh, that fuck with the pod. Big shout out to the success of the Stefan Marbury interview, but also our guy, Adam Gauchi, who has been rocking with us, showing a lot of support on IG, Twitter, and everything. So uh, shout out to all the fans out there who are rocking with us, who are supporting us, 
nonstop. Tweet us your suggestions, what you kind of want to hear from us. Now let's jump into our Patrick Mahomes interview uh, where we talk to him about free agency, winning the Super Bowl, all that kind of stuff. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. All right, everybody. So we got Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP, League MVP, joining us on the Load Management Podcast. Patrick, what's going on, man? Uh, nothing much, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, you know, before we jump too much into it, uh, talk to us a little bit about your Essentia partnership and kind of uh, how that came to be and, you know, what that means to you. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it kind of happened over a, pretty much a year. Uh, last year is my first year of being a partner with Essentia. And uh, I think it, it, it kind of aligned perfectly with my, my brand, uh, how, on overachieving on uh, resiliency and, and how to just, be the best you you can possibly be and, and that's something i really believe in uh no matter if it's football uh off the field uh with my foundation being the best person that i can be every single day and i, I think essentia uh shows that for everyone and uh you can really overachieve if uh uh you believe in those values uh overachieving would be the word definitely to put it for your career uh so far how has your life changed since winning the super bowl in such dramatic fashion just what are we uh, like? A, it's been yeah, a, a yeah. month, right? Yeah, it, it's been it's been crazy. I mean, it's been fun. Uh, I was able to uh, go to the NBA All Star Game and go into the the Wilder Fury fight and really just enjoy it. But at the same time, I, I'm already back to the gym training and getting ready for next year. And I think the best thing about this sport is you get to kind of do it all over again next year. And uh, it, it's been a, a great run uh, these first few years. But now it's about uh, that next step, and that's that's how I, I, I truly believe is that. Uh, now we're on the next year. We enjoyed it. We had a, we had a lot of fun celebrating the Super Bowl, but now we're going to try to go get another one. So, Patrick, wondering who's the coolest person that's reached out to you to congratulate you on the Super Bowl win? Uh, it, there's actually a lot of them. Uh, I, I, I've gotten the numbers of a few of the, the all-time great Hall of Famers over over the uh, uh, my time in the NFL. And I remember after the game, I had like uh, 400 text messages, and as I kind of went through them, uh, there was ones that I had to reply to, and, and it was guys like Peyton Manning, uh, Brett Favre, uh, Troy Polamalu, uh, and then even other guys that are around the league. And I think it's just just having guys like that to reach out and uh, congratulate me is awesome because they're the guys that I watched growing up and that have kind of uh, built this league and made it to where I'm able to succeed today. Was there one, though, that kind of stood out amongst the other ones, like, you know, maybe one of the quarterback greats like Peyton or someone else totally unexpected that was like, oh, shit, I can't believe this person got my number and, you know, said what's up? Yeah, I mean, obviously Peyton and Brett were probably the two that I, that I really that really stood out to me. Um, the first off was, was, was Brett. Uh, he, he actually texted me the week, during the week of the game and uh, kind of gave me, like, little little things here and there as far as how to prepare yourself uh what he learned from his Super Bowl games, and then Peyton after the game, him him messaging me. I mean, just, it's just cool to see guys that, like I said, I, I watched growing up that have that have been on that stage before, uh, kind of give me advice and also congratulated me after the game. Yo, that's that's really amazing. Obviously, the parade, the party, and everything was looked insane. Who was the most turned up at the parade? On on the Chiefs I mean, team, I don't know if you can ever be as turned up as Travis Kelsey. So <laughs> it would have to be him. Uh, a lot of guys were having a lot of fun. Uh, I was lucky enough to be on the, the the one of the last parade buses, and so I had a pretty good group of guys with me. And uh, had Anthony Sherman, our fullback, and and Travis Kelsey, and me, and and Eric Fisher, and really a lot of a lot of guys that uh, that like to have fun. And so uh, there was a lot of beers on that bus, and uh, we got we got the drink a few of them, and also give a few to the fans out there. Yeah, you and Kelsey, like you said, you were at the Wilder fight. You guys have kind of kept that celebration just going through the whole month. Yeah, I mean, we have. I mean, we've, we've been enjoying it. I think the, the best thing about it, though, is like, like during the week we're training and getting after it, too. And the uh, the only thing about the Super Bowl is it cuts into your offseason, so you have to kind of get right back after it. So 
I think the best thing is we kind of trained during the week, and then on the weekends uh, we were able to go to all these cool events and really experience it, enjoy it. And I think that's uh, that's why we can be on the field enjoying it and having the success that we do. That's probably the scariest thing for anybody in the NFL listening to that. We're talking about a Super Bowl win, and you're talking about training during the week still, like no days off, like you're still after it, you know? Yeah, no, and I just kind of wanted to keep everything the same. And uh, I remember uh, last year uh, losing at the AFC Championship game. The week after the Super Bowl was the week I started training again. And so after winning the Super Bowl, obviously went to the parade and everything like that, and I, I started training again that, that, that week after the Super Bowl. So um, I, I think I just wanted to keep it the same because, I mean, obviously winning the Super Bowl is the ultimate goal. You want to do that. But uh, um, we have bigger things that we, we want to get to. We want to keep doing things like win the Super Bowl and, and be in uh, contention every single year to be uh, give ourselves the best best chance to do that. And so, I mean, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited that uh, I'm able to be on a team that has guys like that all around me, and that we will have a chance to win a lot of football games every single year. Patrick, what perks do you expect to uh, get to have and to experience when you know you're spending time in KC? I know you were you were a month out from the Super Bowl win, but like, are you ever going to pay for a dinner again in Kansas City in your life? Like, you have you got you're going to be racking up the perks, I'd imagine, when you're back in town. Yeah, I'm hoping I get a lot of free barbecue for sure. <laughs> it's uh, uh, KC has been awesome to me even before I won the Super Bowl, and ever since I've been there, the people are amazing. And so uh, I'm gonna keep trying to be amongst them as much as possible and enjoying it. Uh, they waited a long time to win the Super Bowl and won it in 50 years, and I know that uh, they're very happy now of being able to being able to win it. And now they're they're gonna enjoy it for a long time, and hopefully we can give them a few more. One, one, one you talked about training. One thing you got to do recently was train with Des Bryant with someone you had talked about, you know, been wanting to do that forever. So what was that experience like? Yeah, it was cool. I mean, uh, uh, Des uh, lives in the Dallas area, and that's where I kind of live in the off seasons, uh, being closer to my family. And uh, it, it was uh, it was cool to be able to, to to go out there and throw with him. I mean, he's trying to work to get back in the league and has obviously still has a lot of talent. So for me to be able to throw to a guy that I watched growing up in Texas playing for the Cowboys and – Someone that uh, is, is trying to work on his craft just like me. Uh, it, it was cool to kind of get out there and work with guys like that. Uh, are you going to put in the good word for him? Maybe get on the Chiefs next year? Or? <laughs> uh, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we got we got a pretty uh, good group of uh, skill guys uh, around me already. And uh, I, I kind of leave that stuff up to the, the GRG and Brett Beach. He's pretty good at his job. And I, I let him make the, the picks here and there. It's tough competition, too, because Jerry Jones did say he was in the shower thinking about Des back on the Cowboys. So. It it is tough competition. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And he's been a, he's been a cowboy legend for a long time, so it definitely be tough. Right, Patrick, how much are you gonna be paying attention to NFL free agency because this year is about to be the craziest year ever for free agents. So are you gonna be tuned in, kind of like you know, like many people are for the NBA. Yeah, I mean, I always am. I think the last few years have really been crazy on how guys move around teams. I mean, if you look at the guys that we got kind of in free agency and trades last year, they played a vital part. In our Super Bowl run with Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew and and really all those guys that we got and so you understand that it can really change a team and you you want to know where the guys are at and then uh, uh, we have a good uh, staff of guy guys with Coach Reed and Brett Beat that that know how to pick the guys to put on our team to let us best succeed and so obviously we're trying to keep as many players as we can on can on the Super Bowl team and uh, uh, get guys added in that have that same mindset of, of going out there and winning another and. And uh, try to be- make our team even better. But do you ever get asked to do the recruiting? Also, do you? They bring you in to like seal the deal every once in a while. Uh, I mean, uh, there's times where I try to. I might go out there and message guys I know that we like um, on Twitter and on Instagram and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, you have to kind of play play the role. I mean, you want you want those guys to all kind of be a part of uh, be a part of your team. There's so many good football players in this league. Um, but uh, I don't get the. They don't really let me know the most part on who the who they're who they're going after until it's kind of close to done. So I just kind of I go out there and try to think who I think could be the best in the team and message them maybe or 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 uh, do whatever I can to help help get the best guys on the team. So you're kind of like the rest of us, just watching Schefter and Rappaport and all the other NFL insiders tweet their news. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, there's there's <laughs> they let me know a little before they they they're sending out tweets and stuff like that. But they they kind of have an idea of who they're going for. Uh, they they try to keep it super quiet. Uh, so they can that we can kind of get the guys in the end, and but they do let me know a little before everyone else, I guess. Uh, obviously, you know a big free agent name is Tom Brady could be on the move. Have you put any thought to him possibly being in the division? Because two division teams are kind of you know 
been maybe possibly rumored to that. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I mean, you never know in the, in the NFL. I mean, guys, guys are going to do whatever they think is best for themselves. Um, obviously, with Tom, uh, I mean, he's been a Patriot for a long time. It's, it'll be crazy to, to not see him in that uniform um, after 20 years of, of being there. Ever since, pretty much, I can remember. Um, so, uh, I, obviously, I, I know our division is always tough. AFC West is always a very tough division. Uh, having them in it. Uh, will it make it even tougher? Um, but uh, I'm just going to be preparing myself to go out there and compete every single week. Uh, you mentioned you were at the the NBA All Star Game too. Did you like the new formula of the game and the scoring system? Because it was a big hit with everybody. Yeah, well, I, actually, I went to the, the All Star Weekend. I didn't actually go to the game, but I watched it on TV. But okay. I went to the contest, three point contest, and all that stuff like that. But I, I actually thought it was really cool to see those guys competing there at the end. Uh, kind of in all all-star games, you don't want to, you don't want to get injured and, and, and do those different type of stuff, but it is a tremendous honor to play in those games and see guys competing, uh, kind of reminded me of the pro bowl and that you kind of get to that fourth quarter and, and people realize that the money's on the line and they go out there and start competing even harder. And so, uh, I think it was awesome to see those guys competing and how, how close the game was at the end of the game. Did you have any qualms with the dunk contest you know, there was some controversy with the D Wade, the nine and everything. Obviously, it was one of the best dunk yeah, yeah. dunk contests I think we've ever seen. But you know, did you have thoughts on the ending? Yeah, I mean, I thought both those guys were going at it pretty good. I, I don't, I didn't see how uh, Gordon jumping over a seven six guy and Taco Fall didn't didn't get a a fifty. I mean, I, I stand on the court seeing how tall Taco was. I, I I didn't, I knew I could probably get to like his waist maybe if I try to jump. <laughs> so, I mean, I thought that was a fifty, but I mean, I, I guess the judges disagreed, and I'm not gonna second-guess guys like D-Wade who have been around for a long time. Patrick, we know you have some skills in the basketball court. We saw the viral video last year, but you know, then the, then the word came out that the Chiefs kind of didn't really want you to play pickup basketball anymore, which you kind of get. But I guess the question I have for you is, do you at all miss playing pickup basketball? Yeah, I mean, obviously I do. I mean, uh, being an athlete, uh, someone that played baseball, basketball, football all, all my life, uh, definitely want to, but I'm obviously going to be smart for the team. Um, I still shoot uh, in the locker room and, and stuff like that, but I don't ever go play pickup anymore, which uh, isn't fun. But I, I guess I can put that off for a little while, maybe play it when I'm like 45, hopefully, uh, or somewhere older than that when I finally retire from the league. Yeah, you kind of have a lot more money to make. So, I mean, I think we can all respect that decision. Are, are, are you yeah, the – the... It's more about not, uh, not hurting the team in any way. Are you the best hooper on the Chiefs? Is that like – is it in question or – I, li- I like to say I'm the most complete complete hooper on the on the team. Uh, I would say Tyreek Hill is is it would probably be a mismatch guarding him just because how fast he is, yeah, and how explosive he is. But I, I know how to guard him pretty well uh, from my short time playing pickup basketball. So he's probably he's probably a close second. I feel like Travis Kelsey probably has maybe some post moves or something. You know, usually tight ends are, are yeah good. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, he he has the post moves, but I I feel like I'm pretty pretty strong and could hold my own down there. And I feel like I have the most complete game as far as passing, shooting, dribbling, all everything. All right, all the fundamentals, Patrick. We appreciate it so much. You calling in, talking to us. Obviously, your partnership with Essentia, huge MVP, Super Bowl, everything. We appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you, man. All right, that's our show for this week. Our first quarantined uh, episode. For myself, you know, Chops here in New York, Zion, we'll see you later. Adam, obviously in L.A., locked down. Adam, anything you want to share to the people before we get out of here? I need book recommendations, so give me nonfiction book recommendations. Have you read Jurassic Park? Actually, I did, but that's fiction, so I'm not going to – I read that when I was like, you know, 12 years old, so I need nonfiction. I don't do fiction. All righty then. Well, don't enjoy that, buddy. Uh, And don't watch Jurassic Park for the 15th fucking time again. Watch a new movie. All I do is watch Jurassic Park. I'm going to live stream myself watching Why Jurassic Park. Why are you so Park. obsessed with Jurassic Park? Has there ever been a better movie? That we'll talk about next week on the pod. We're going to get into why Jurassic Park is the greatest film of all time. I will so not look, be a part of that podcast, by the way. Uh, yes, you will. And I can't wait. So until next time, we appreciate you guys so much. Appreciate all the love on the Marbury episode, every episode before that. Make sure you go back and check out a lot of our old episodes because – we all know you ain't got shit to do right now. We've had Christian Yelich on the pod. We've had Jay Williams on the pod. I'm Adam, who am I forgetting? I'm on Shumpert on the pod. We've had so many people on the pod. Ron Butler. Yeah, it's like go God, back and listen to our old episodes. Of course, of course, we forgot the A1 number one guest, premier guest, Alan Iverson from ComplexCon. 
Yeah, AI. Uh, go back and listen to those because we know you ain't got shit to do. Um, we appreciate all you guys. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Of course, special shout out to our producers, Alejandro DeJesus and Jasmine Plata. Sound engineering done by Craig Clayton and Josh Dodd. Mixing done by Jasmine Plata. Our editor-in-chief, Damian Scott, shout to him. Director of video operations, Jen Stewart. Load management is a production of the Complex Podcast Network. Never forget that the Load Management Podcast is the number one sports podcast for your listening pleasure. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.